Hello, I am Chanda. I am your podcast host. I'm your friend. I'm a tax accountant. I'm a socialite. I'm a big fan of Arsenal, believe it or not. And today I'm going to talk about something super exciting called love bombing. Now, the obvious question is, how does love bombing fit into the bigger picture of our podcast, which is number one, open dialogue. How do we have open conversations about each other that are intelligent? And number two, challenging our own ideals. So obviously the first one, open dialogue, this is just an interesting topic. I think anyone can talk about it. And I think we should talk about it in order to understand how we treat each other. And number two, challenging ideals. I've always had the ideal that when you love someone, you give them everything. That's a good thing to have. That's something you were grown up with. You know, you were raised that if someone truly loves you, they'll give everything towards you. So it's easy to be tricked into a relationship where someone's giving you everything that you think you want in order to control you and you not understanding that this is a manipulative technique. I was shocked when I found this out because it made me realize that a few people had done it to me in my past and I've probably unintentionally done it to other people where you want someone to like you so much so you start, you know, over sharing or over giving yourself and it's not a good way to relate to other people so that's what we're going to talk about today and we're also going to link it to one of my favorite movies frozen <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing to say but i do love it frozen is a disney movie that starts off like many others if you haven't watched it please prepare for a lot of spoilers it's a basic story of a princess meets a prince actually it's not it plots and twists everything it's paying it's amazing it's a great story anyway so one of the storylines is that one of the princesses princess anna meets a prince and immediately falls in love with him which gave me a huge ick i thought it was gross it was disgusting <laughs> so the prince's name is prince han he loves anna so easily and beautifully from the start they even have a cute little duet about finishing each other's sandwiches i remember being shocked when i first watched the movie as well as grossed out by how quickly Anna fell in love. And I remember the deep feeling of disgust and rolling my eyes like, what is wrong with women? The movie ends with him being proven as evil. He did all this because he knew she would fall in love quickly and think that he's a good guy. And he turned the whole situation in his favor because he wanted to rule a kingdom. That's all he wanted. She was just a piece of his puzzle. She was going to take over one way or another. And I remember when that happened in the movie, I turned to my little sister who had taken to watch the movie at the time. And I said, men are bad. <laughs> and then for the next eight years, I didn't listen to my own advice. <laughs> but I digress. As all things go in sequence, I thought I would talk about love bombing today. I hinted at it in a last episode, but I decided to go into it deeper today. Love bombing is exhibited perfectly in Prince Han's behavior, who gives Anna everything she thinks that she's been looking for, but he really has other intentions towards her. I read an article that described it as a red flag masquerading as love, which made me think that's such an astute way to put it. The article is by Jody Oaks, and she describes other toxic traits. Look into it. I think it's really interesting. Um, it's a really interesting article. Anyway, so love bombing is an emotional manipulation technique. It's not great. You basically love someone so much that they're unable to see your more toxic traits or more toxic goals towards them. You're emotionally gaslit, usually early in a relationship, so that you're easier to manipulate later. While an overflow of love does sound idyllic, <laughs> this behavior is a huge red flag, as it is a part pattern that can be associated with underlying abuse and potentially toxic relationships. This isn't just for like romantic relationships. I'm talking platonic, I'm talking maternal, paternal, all sorts of relationships can have this manipulative technique used so this technique can be um 
can lead, excuse me, to insecure attachment styles, codependent behavior, coercive control, and can leave you feeling like you owe someone something. Like if someone gets you a car, a house, I don't know, a dog, a pool, everything you've wanted in life, and all they ask for is, you know, can you just spend the day with me, just one day? You feel you owe them. Like, how do you say no after you've been given so much? They kind of put you in a box. I'm going to tell a story. It's more of a personal story. Take it as you will. I had a friend who would go to the ends of the earth for me, take flights to come see me, buy gifts, explain how much um, this, they were sacrificing in being around me and just make me feel so loved all the time. And I was like, you know, Yeba, I don't know if you heard the song where she's like, he loves me, he loves me, why the hell he loved me when he could have anyone else. Um, I think there's one line that says um, and shows me how to love myself. Anyway, feelings were wonderful. The problem was there were a lot of other issues, but I couldn't address them because I was like, for all you've done, how do I even just point out like this irritates me or this, you know, gives me the ache or I don't actually like people in my space all that much. How do I bring up all these other things when you're doing so much? And it was actually something that um, they would tell me too. like, I do so much for you. And they would remind me so much that I would feel cornered and put in a little box like hands in many ways. The issue was, this was a prince. This was everything I was told that I wanted. This was everything I was told I was needed. The prince is a hero. We're taught from a really young age that certain things are desirable in life. And when they're brought to us or displayed to us in a certain way, it's hard to decide for yourself that this is what I want or this is not what I want. The problem with people who love bomb is you're not immediately able to find wrong in them because it comes off as so good. The love bomber is usually a narcissist in most extreme cases and actually in most cases or has narcissistic tendencies and is using toxic tactics. Um, you can actually watch my listen to watch, I don't know, my episode on narcissism. Um, Dr. Sharon Pekar, um, she's a, a licensed marriage and family therapist, says it's a way of grooming somebody. It involves a lot of idealization and seduction, and it's what a narcissist does to get their supply. Their supply is the person they have their eyes on, so it's attention or it's a need to be met or a need to be loved. It's not really a pure, there's no pureness about it. It's manipulative. So while you may have thought you've met the one, it's usually a manipulative tactic. I didn't see any of the issues, and even when I tried to call out issues and I was getting little hints, little red flags, um, there was there were a lot of like unnecessary fights, or the world is ending, and it was hard to it was hard for me to pull myself away because I thought if someone loves me this much and is distraught by the idea of not being around me this much, I must be the one in the wrong. I I was terrified by my impact I had on people. And if I can be vulnerable for a minute, it's one of the reasons I struggle with the podcast sometimes because it's hard to be vulnerable to people and it's hard to get to a place where you influence or impact people. I'm so grateful for <laughs> um, Zimbabwe putting, um, listening, the people of Zimbabwe listening to me so much that I ended up in the top 30 podcasts. Um, I don't know if that's impressive or not, but I'm honored either way. And it's amazing and humbling to realize that you may be able to influence people's lives. Anyway, back to love bombing. Uh, I wasn't tricked um, because I got out. <laughs> I still was. I was caught. I fumbled. It's okay. But I was afraid to leave and I was scared of the damage that I could cause. I'm not saying don't love hard. I've said that in every other episode before this. Love hard, love first, love fast. But um, love cannot be without intention. 
And I think that's something I failed to address and that's something I failed to lean into. Intentional loves in its wholeness says, I'm not going to think of my own interests, but the interests of the other person. It says I will be patient. I'll choose to be kind, long-suffering, practice patience, goodness, kindness, self-control, determined to do the right things for the other person and for myself. I will change my head, my heart, and my hands for you. That's what intentional love says. Um, in the University of Arkansas, Claire Strutton's Sinberg in 2006, she does a study on love bombing, and um, it's called Love Bombing, a Narcissistic Approach to a Relationship Formation, Human Development and Science. Yes, I know, very long title. Anyway, so in the study, there's 484 college students um, from the area, largely from like the South, so you know, take that as you will, aged 18 to 30, and the results from the study indicated that love bombing was positively correlated to narcissistic tendencies. Avoidant, avoidant attachment, anxious attachment, and negatively correlated with self-esteem, meaning that people with like a lower self-esteem using this tactic to build their self-esteem. And it was like, um, it was a toxic tactic that could be like a form of negative self-healing, avoidant attachment or anxious attachment or narcissistic tendencies, which is more of the, you know, malicious side of you're trying to get your own way. So this could be intentional, or unintentional, either way, it's wrong, it's not good. Love bombing was also associated more with like text and media usage within romantic relationships. And in conclusion, love bombing was found to be a logical and potentially necessary strategy for romantic relationships among individuals with high displays of narcissism and low levels of self-esteem, which I thought was fascinating. This is one of the first and earliest studies um, to empirically examine love bombing behavior and hopefully like more were done but I found this one like you know interesting and easy to summarize for y'all and just you know be blown away by the numbers I thought it was really cool so what are signs of love bombing if you're being love bombed the signs might be more noticeable to others around you than they are directly to you so maybe like if you think you're in a love bombing relationship sit your friends down around this podcast actually you know all of you listen separately on your phones <laughs> so we can get our listenership up and subscribe as well while you're there whichever platform you're on and like ask the questions to each other and see you know who's being love bombed or not anyway so um it's easier for others to notice because usually at the stage you will be love bombed you feel special understood and even like seen you're finally feeling seen or loved or appreciated meanwhile your family and friends who are outside observers may worry that your new love interest is moving too fast or acting a bit obsessively so love bombing can look like your partner is seeming too good to be true. They may tell you that they've been waiting for you their whole lives. You're their soulmate. They're in love with you. Like a really short time after meeting someone. And I'm not saying that you can't fall in love in two weeks. I'm just saying it's not as common as you think it is. <laughs> in fact, you know, um, for centuries we were doing arranged marriages. And half the time you fell in love like years into the relationship rather than immediately. So, you know, take that as you will. <laughs> Your partner, another way you may see it is your partner seems to share all of your interests or agrees with all of your opinions. I don't think you should always agree with someone all the time. And if someone agrees with you too quickly and too consistently, red flag. Red flag, my guy, just red flag. Um, your partner wants to stay in constant communication with you. This one, <laughs> this is actually where I woke up. I personally can't talk to someone all the time. I think some people think it's romantic. I think it's a uh, it's time consuming for me. I, I can't good morning and good night you every single day. That's a lot. Um, 
constant communication is really hard for me. I my best friend we talk sometimes maybe like once a week. We meme almost every day, but we'll talk, have conversations once a week and we're fine. So this may be a red flag for you and even if you're maybe used to talking to people every single day, you're probably younger. <laughs> when you get older, you realize how hard that is to actually do. Anyway, moving on. I digress. Um your partner may become irrationally jealous when you spend time with other people, even your family. They may make grand gestures or buy you inappropriately and expensive gifts really early in the relationship. Um, in many cultures, I want to say mostly Western, but it'd be all over Bollywood. <clears throat> in some cultures, traditional gender roles and romantic fantasies from like films and novels, etc., have normalized males to be dominant, aggressive, and they can get away with like love bombing in the context of pursuing someone they wish to eventually control or use for whatever their purposes are. Um, that's actually a direct quote from Dr. Kim, a psychiatrist and clinical assistant at uh, George Washington University in Washington, D.C. So it's like we see that on TV and we've been raised with these concepts as I brought in with Frozen. It's just something we know from the stories. While true romance is all about mutual admiration and respect, love bombing feels more sudden and like often mismatched, like you're caught off guard by the attention and it tends to be more over the top. So why do people do it? I think personally in its rudimentary form, it's a power play. I know from listening to this whole podcast, we've understood that it could be from a, a sign of like, you know, mental illness, narcissism, or it could be from a point of like mental stress and trauma in which you just need like you need someone so you're doing this because you need people people want to be loved but people also want control that's why i think it's more of a power play and i don't think you should be you should control things like love i think it's they, there is an untameness about it i think even biblically um uh biblically in the christian faith god is described as like a roaring lion like there's an um there's I know people hate the song Reckless Love, but there is a recklessness to love. There's a, there's an aspect of it that shouldn't be controlled. Um, your behavior should be controlled, but usually like the feelings, you know. Um, it's not something you're supposed to control how someone feels towards you. There's supposed to be a freedom in that. Love bombing is also um, also done as a recruitment technique for cults. So <laughs> that term love bombing actually became really popular in the 70s and 80s um, when talking about the Unification Church, which is a religious movement from like Japan and South Korea where they um, they would like indoctrine people by love bombing them, like f making them just have this extreme sense of belonging before, you know, trying to get them in their cult, you know, like no one will love you like this, your parents don't understand you, but we do, et cetera, et cetera, you know. You've seen the movies. <laughs> so how do we protect ourselves? Now, this is straight from PsychMD, so take it as you will. I just thought it was solid advice. Firstly, flag any excessive attention and gifts early in their relationship. Remember, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Now, I'm not saying that your boyfriend isn't a bola or, you know, whatever situation you are in. Maybe you're just in, like, a different bracket of people. I don't know. But sometimes... I personally think it's a red flag if I meet someone on day two, they're buying me a car. That's that's weird for me. It's weird. Anyway, learn to recognize and steer clear of narcissists. Someone with a narcissistic personality disorder, like clinically diagnosed, will exhibit a lack of empathy for others, an excessive need for attention, an inflated sense of importance, and have troubled relationships in their past. Also, be aware of your own vulnerabilities. If you come from an emotionally detached family or learn to feel by being by receiving gifts, you may be really vulnerable to love bombers. 
So always proceed with extreme caution. And after every relationship, every um, heartbreak, anything you're going through, take time to heal. Uh, run and write this down, please. Give a healthy list of what healthy relationships look like to you. Give a healthy list. I said that, I said that wrong. Write a healthy list or write down a checklist right, of what a healthy relationship looks like to you. A thriving relationship needs to include listening, empathy, regard, compassion, respect, intentionality. These are important values and things that a narcissist can't authentically give you. Maintain a healthy dose of realism. And I mean, wake up from the frozen fantasy. Wake up. Be Elsa. Go watch that movie and take notes from Elsa. I honestly think she was the only one awake most of the movie. Good grief. We don't always know if someone is love bombing us, but we can stay focused on reality of relationships by looking at the big picture. Look at what you want in a relationship in the long term. Take this person as they really are. Don't make red flags green flags because you've been love bombed and because you need a little, you know, because you wanted a teddy bear, you're accepting nonsense. You deserve better. Don't be tempted to try and rehabilitate a love bomber if you catch them. Let's say you figured out that your lover is a love bomber. Dum -dum. <laughs> that was unnecessarily dramatic. It's not your job to fix someone. You don't have the degree to fix someone. You're not capable of fixing someone. And I know what you're saying. You're actually a psychologist. You're actually a psychiatrist. You're actually a love bomb detective. Doctors shouldn't date their patients. That's, I'm quite sure that's like up there in the top 10 rules if not rule number one, go send them to someone else to be to get the healing they need. And also, if you think that you're going to call out a narcissist, they have a really hard time accepting criticism and failure. So encouraging them to seek help might actually get them nowhere. So it might be better for you to just detach yourself from the situation altogether. At the end of the day, you do deserve love. You deserve to be spoiled and cuddled and kissed and I don't know all the love that you truly need or even just healthy friendships but you don't deserve to be manipulated you don't deserve to be put in a situation where you feel suffocated and you can't get out you deserve so much more live like it walk like it talk like it stand in your power and don't get tricked and also don't weaponize this podcast and become a love bomber it's an awful technique and you will end up with more feelings of resentment and I say this as a caution because if you know you've bought someone when the money runs out that person runs away and I think to some extent when you own something in that way or you own a person in that way you cannot truly ever love them and they become a commodity that can be bought and sold and that's not the way people are meant to function so be really wary if you want to go down that road you can find a good relationship there's like 8 billion people on the planet you can move on and find something healthy or something healthy for you <sighs> you are seen you are so so loved and thank you for listening to my podcast thank you for getting me up the views up in the views and listens last year we we're up like 200 percent. i'm so grateful again have a great day have a great night many kisses bye